Richard Radio begins in three, two, one. I personally don't think a fertilized egg should have more rights than an adult woman. You know nothing. You know nothing. Your ignorance is being shown for the entire world. Either that thing that you abort is a human person with a right to life or it isn't. That's like shooting at a movement in the bush when you're hunting. And it might be a deer and it might be a fellow hunter, but you don't know. Well, don't shoot for goodness sakes. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. I'm at Georgia Tech, and we're just loving this. You've got to start going to campuses. This is, honestly, are we not seeing the results of the liberal education system these days in our society when 53% of Americans think capitalism is better, but 47% think socialism is better. You don't think the war has been fought and lost on university campuses for the minds of young people? How do you get their minds thinking right? They need a renewing, and so they need to be saved. So you need to get to a university campus and just find kids and start talking to them. I'm, okay, I'm sitting here on this gorgeous day, and people are they're just sitting around, watching, just doing their little thing, drinking their sodas. Some are studying. There's got to be 40 kids, give or take. And almost any one of them would talk to me, almost any single one of them. They would talk to you too. All right, let's do it. Let's do a quick survey here. Let's see if let's see if these polling numbers are true. We're going to find out whether it's socialism or capitalism. Hey, you guys, I want to ask you a quick question on the radio. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. We just saw research that says 53% of Americans think that capitalism is a better system than socialism. 47% think socialism is better than capitalism. All right? I'm just going to walk by and you tell me which system you think is better, capitalism or Socialism. We're going to do our own little survey here at Georgia Tech. All right, dude? Capitalism or socialism? Uh, we'll say capitalism. Capitalism. All right, then. Christian, guys, on the phone. Anybody good on the telephone? Um, I just hung up with her. Cool. Capitalism or socialism? Um, I would say just straight up communism. Can I be a third party? Yes, you. <laughs> clearly. Okay. Yeah. Communism. Now you're serious? Yeah. Okay. Why? Um, I just think it would work better. I mean, obviously, people are messed up and so it doesn't work because you know that's just not how we're designed but yeah in a perfect world I think communism would be better how do you think we're designed um to be greedy so capitalism would work better with like greedy especially Americans mm-hmm. um, but yeah just like human nature in general so if communism is the best system aren't greedy people going to be running the system I mean the greediest people yeah generally are in power so that, but that's what I'm saying it's not a perfect world so but you still prefer it I mean yeah do you think there should be equality with people Regarding stuff? No. No. no that's th- communism, no? I think that, yeah, but that's in a perfect world. I don't think equality is ever possible. Do you think it's the best thing? It would be. I think, yes, in a perfect world, for sure. Okay. But it's not possible. So do you plan, what are you studying here? Um, business. So you plan on going into business, you'll make, I hope, a good living, yes? I'm actually not going into business. What are you doing with your degree? Um, well, right now I'm making about $250 a month um, working in a campus ministry. Uh, what campus ministry? I'm one here on, in Georgia Tech. What kind of ministry? Uh, Christian. Yeah. Christian communist ministry? No. No. Okay, so what do you want to do when you leave here? Um, I'm going to actually work in another campus ministry. Okay, so you wanna, you're want you a Christian, yes? Yes. Okay. And you, you want to use your business degree. So if you make more than the people you see, are you going to give them that money so it's equal? Yes. Uh, where I'll be working, like we, we share, like we live in like community housing. We share vehicles. We share uh, most of the stuff that we use. And, that's right. and where do you get this worldview? What informed this? 
Um, I think just, you know, growing up in America, having lived abroad, um, being a Christian has part to do with it. I think just different, like, world experiences and having seen people um, in different circumstances living in the city now versus growing up in just, um, like, a poor rural area. All right. Okay, so we've got three choices. You can pick capitalism, communism, or socialism, whichever you you think is the best system. Did you just sit down? Okay, you're 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 involved whether you like it or not. Capitalism, um, communism, or socialism. Which do you think is the best system for running a country? Oh goodness, um, I don't really have enough knowledge about like any like, those that's three a, like to that's make. Yeah, very. To make that's all right. You know what? Thanks for the yeah. honesty, though. That's better <laughs> that than bluffing. Good, good for you. It's some honesty. Me too. You don't have enough knowledge. No. Fair enough. Okay. By the way, you're wearing a cross. How come? Uh, because I'm a Christian. All right, jolly good. And you, capitalism, communism, or socialism? Okay, well, I also don't have any very much economic knowledge, but I'm going to have to agree with Cammy. In a perfect world, Marxist communism would be best, but given what we have, I would have to go with capitalism. All right. What do you think, young lady? Capitalism, communism, socialism? Same as them. I'm not very um, up on these things, so. And it's cross day. You've got a cross necklace, too, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Young man, capitalism, communism, socialism. What is it? Uh, I say capitalism is the least worst. Um, I believe in a Keynesian modified capitalism where just straight up capitalism is ruthless. Kind of like a Darwinian survival of the fittest. Uh, so it needs to be modified, but so, yeah, capitalism in general. Right. In general. So it's sort of a socialistic capitalism, which would be Keynesian. Modified. I don't know what you mean exactly by socialism. Okay, here's a, here's a good question for you. And if you guys can hear this, do you think it's good to have rich people pay more in taxes than poor people? Very good, but very complicated question. I don't think it has a simple answer. Yes or no? Yes in total amount, if you're talking about... Well, it would be by a greater strict percent- percentage, right? But should they have a higher percentage? Higher percentage. I don't know. Okay. Because if you said yes, they should, then you'd be tipping toward the socialism side. No, then you'd be toward the capitalist side. Yeah. Uh. Because you don't want to tax and then result in a decreasing, you know, the uh, the incentives for risk People to do stuff, all right? Fair enough. All right, young man. Capitalism, communism, socialism. Capitalism. Why? Let people make their own choices on what's best. All right. Choices. All right. I want to go back to my, my communist friend over here. Young lady, got another question for you. All right. Here's the question. Do you think it's ever good to coerce somebody into performing for the person who's doing the coercing? Did you follow that? Can a person in power force his muscle to cause somebody who's weaker to do something? What do you mean? Do what? What do you want him to you, do? You, like? you, can be, you can have it be whatever you think. But is it ever good for an individual with more power to force somebody against their will to do something they don't want to do? No. Ever? Generally, no. I mean, consider what I can think of right now. Uh, no, I don't think it's fair to manipulate other people, especially based on power, which is usually obtained unfairly. Okay, so how's about stealing? Can I... If I've got more power than you, I overpower you, I take your money. Is that okay? No. Okay. When it comes to taxation, should we be taking money? Should the people in power be taking money and giving it to other people who don't have money? Um, I think that 
when I think about myself paying taxes, um, I don't think of it as the government necessarily taking it. I think of it as like something that the government is doing for me. They are providing services, um, however limited they may be. But here's, but here's what here's the scenario, the though. Okay, the government says, "I want you make more money than the person down the street who has less than you. I'm taking your money so that they can have more." Isn't that using their power to take from you to force you to do something you don't want to do? Personally, I don't have a problem with it because even if the government didn't do that, like I consider myself a fairly generous person, and so. But it's you just not said it's wrong to do that. I do. I don't necessarily think that it's the government's place, but as a Christian, I think that that's something that absolutely needs to be done. And so, whether I use my voting power or my personal wealth to to do that to provide for poorer people, um, that's something that I'm morally okay with. Okay, isn't the Christian view though that it should be charity and not coercion? I do think that, yes, charity is a major moral and value of Christianity. should be from the heart rather than imposed, correct? Absolutely, and that's why when I vote, I vote from my heart, and no one's making me vote the way that I do. Okay, so but if I'm aligning all of those things together, that doesn't sound like communism at all to me. Okay. I mean, it's not consistent with communism as you defined it earlier. Right, which, I, like I said earlier, wouldn't work based on the way the world works because of the way people are. Right. But that's whether it works or not, that's a pragmatic response. But the question is, is it the right? Is it the best? Regardless of how it works in this scenario, you still gave communism a thumbs up. But as I asked you more questions, your beliefs seem to contradict that. The, my, my whole point is that I don't think that really any political system is a perfect way to do anything. I think Don't that disagree with that. But you said communism was the best. But your worldview is not communistic at all. Okay. So what would you like me to say now? Well, I'm just wondering if, if, if maybe with that in view, that really you're not thinking communism is the best, or you need to change your worldview on those other areas. I'm fairly confident with my worldview. So what would but you, you don't believe in coercion, but that's what communism is. I think that communism is a system that uh, generally, if it's something that a country's decided, like based on you know Eastern European countries or something like that, it's a decision of the people in some cases. In some cases, it's obviously a dictatorship, and that, like I said earlier, I don't I don't like power that you know people have obtained. For. But that's what communism is. It's the few running the many. And that's I think that's fine if that's the system that the people have chosen. Um, but they don't. They're the people. They're the people in They've chosen power. to live in that country. They've chosen um, to to be a part of. But that. that's not what communism is at all, though. That's not an electoral process where people have a right to vote for who they want to. Mm-hmm. But they have they have the the option to live there. Okay. So you're opposed to people taking from other people to give to other people, unless it's under the government system known as communism. I'm sorry? It's wrong for somebody to overpower somebody to take their money to give it to somebody else unless it's under the form of a communistic government. I think that if people are choosing to live in a communist government, that that's something that they have decided and accepted for themselves when people choose to remain under that political system. If not, they have... Wasn't the question, though. For you. You said that it's wrong for somebody to overpower somebody to take their stuff. It's always wrong unless it's a communist system. Unless that's the political system that they have chosen to no, be no, a part no, of. No, no, not what they've chosen. You said you're for communism. I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. Yeah, all right. That's okay. So is mine. Okay, I, th- I, think, I think what we discovered is this, that young people who call themselves Christians certainly don't have a harmonized worldview. Oh, church, it's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. This is Wretched Radio. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting 
Freeborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives. That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing. And when she got here, it was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thank you for joining us on Wretched Radio today. Did you know we are so close to the launch of Season 3 of Road Trip to Truth? That's right, Season 3 will be released November 1st. Be ready. It's an all-new season with host John Fabarius tackling gender issues, justice, bumper sticker philosophy, how technology affects the brain, and a lot of other topics. With experts Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Dr. Paul Twist, Dr. Jason Lyle, and others. And it would not be possible without the help and support of our gospel partners. If you're already a gospel partner, of course, we want to thank you and joining our efforts to reach the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not already a gospel partner, could we ask you to pray about it? And also visit wretched.org donate to get answers to any question you might have about being a gospel partner. Wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International, training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas. To learn more, visit wretched.org slash pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org slash Bible. Books of the Bible. The book of Numbers tells the story of Israel's wandering in the desert for 40 years. The journey from Egypt to Canaan should have only taken 11 days, but Israel's grumbling and disobedience angered God, and none of the Israelites were allowed to enter the promised land. But God remained faithful and led their children into their inheritance. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, dude, you're staring at me funny. Yes, sir. Uh, Why? I'm curious. Yeah? What radio station is it? Oh, it's just a little, nobody's listening to it. It's a little show that we do. Oh. Are you into radio? Oh, uh, yeah. I, li- I listen to talk radio. Who do you listen to? I listen to Rush Limbaugh, actually. Sometimes. You're a conservative. No, I'm not a conservative. He just annoys you. No, I like Rush Limbaugh. He's but funny. he's conservative. 
just because I listen to them doesn't mean I'm conservative. I'm not liberal nor conservative, man. I don't claim either one of those guys. Why do you like listening to them? I'm fascinated. Because he brings some interesting points of views that, uh, I mean, points, right. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he, he, I mean, he makes some good arguments sometimes. Uh huh. So, all right. Bring some good information. All righty. What's your religious persuasion? I get, I'm, I'm raised Christian. Uh huh. Are you a Christian? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I believe in God. I'm not an atheist, but okay. um, who's God? God is the creator, the one of the. the What's one. his name? God. Just God. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, can I call him Allah? Uh, you can call him whatever you want. Larry. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. Okay. And Larry's going to hear me even if his name's not Larry? Uh, I don't know what Larry's going to do. No one knows what God well, what if is. Larry doesn't exist? What if he doesn't? Okay, I'm going to create a scenario for you. I believe in the great God, Larry. Right. And, here's, and I'm going to go spend eternity with Larry. Right. If I watch only the Three Stooges episodes that Larry, right. Shemp, and Moe are in. Right. I have to watch them 2.5 times each right before I die. Right. And as I'm passing my last breath, I have to say, whoop, 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 whoop. And then I will spend eternity right. with the three stooges, but most important, with Larry. Right. That's what I believe is going to happen to me. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, you entitled to your own That opinion. was not the question. Am I wrong? Uh, wrong is... A word that a means you're word. not right. No, it's not wrong or right. It's great. Come on, say it with me, dude. I mean, you're an idiot. No, I no, no, I no. say you're wrong. <laughs> so it's easier to call me an idiot than wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a very liberating day. What's your name, friend? I'm Brandon. Brandon, nice to meet you. How do you do? I'm Todd. All right, I Brandon, let's Todd. do this. Just say it with me. Just pretend. We'll get warmed up, okay? Right. You don't even mean it right now. Right. right? Just say you, you are, are wrong. Wrong. That a boy. Now, let's say it with some meaning. Come on. I believe in a stooge for a deity. Oh, well, that's good for you. Come on! <laughs> and he was the mean stooge to boot. He was the one who was like, nah, you knucklehead. He was the one who was beating up the other stooges. That's not a good God to believe in anyway. I mean, you're an idiot. That's all. <laughs> say I'm a wrong idiot then. No, you're just wrong. <laughs> oh, did you just say it? Oh, you tricked me, man. You got it. You did it. That a boy. How does that feel? Uh, Come on. Felt good, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> say it again. Come on, just let it go. You're wrong. That a boy. Well done. It's okay. And you know what? I'm, I'm not a, I'm not offended. Yeah. I'm not hurt. We yeah. have a difference of opinion. And you know what you've done in saying that I'm wrong without hurting me? What's that? You've been tolerant. Okay. Because you have to have a disagreement in order to tolerate somebody. Right. All right. So who's your God? God. God. Yeah. All right. If you call your God's name any name, will he hear you? Uh, if he's listening. <laughs> okay. Will your God hear me if I think that he's Larry the Stooge? Uh, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. So your God is a stooge? No. He's not? No. Oh, so he's not going to hear me? Well, I mean, your, your, your questions you ask, they like, they yes or no, black or white. Yes, sir. And there, there's never any gray. There's no interpretation in your questions. I don't necessarily Well, in these particular that. questions. Yeah. Religion in itself is based off of opinions. Okay, so in the realm of belief, right. there's, it does, there's no right or wrong. Is that correct? The right is what you think is right, and the wrong is what you think but is wrong. But we just showed, I think it's right to believe in a stooge named Larry. Yeah, but I have a bias. Everyone does. It's not about bias. Yeah, no, everyone has it's, a bias. You're right. I'm a moron for thinking that, and I'm wrong to boot. No, I mean, I agree. Right. You, you, you want Brandon, me to agree with your what's bias. What's going to happen to you when you die? What is your God going to do with you? No one knows. I don't know. 
Well, you're a Christian. The Bible talks about it, right? Yeah, but I don't necessarily believe in a lot of the rituals that follow uh, all the different types of religion. I think they all the same. All right, let's do that. Here, slide over here, Brennan. All right, let's see. As long as you guys are standing here, how do you do, young man? Very good. How's the Pizza Hut pizza? Excellent. The pepperoni? All done. All right. Yeah, you know, turkey bacon's better. Just telling you. All right, young man, what's your name? Austin. All right, Austin, as long as you're standing here, I have no idea what you guys believe, but I'm going to ask you all the same questions, all right? We somehow got into a question, conversation about the afterlife. All right, what do you think is going to happen to you when you die? Where are you going? Well, it depends on what you believe. Now, where do you think you're going? I think I'm going to heaven. All righty. Where are you going? No idea. All right. We may all just rot. I don't know. Don't know. Good for you. Honest. And Brandon, where are you going? I'm in heaven now. You are? Yeah. Dude, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is heaven. Some people would say it's. And they're making you learn that logarithm no, thing. This, that's that's this, heaven. This, this, this crab is not heaven. I see. All right, fine. Peace, peace of mind is my heaven. All right. So yeah. you think that? So nothing's gonna happen to you when you die. You're gonna go to Georgia Tech. I mean, the same thing that's gonna happen to me is gonna happen to everybody else. And no one knows because the dead doesn't right. talk. Let's give it a test. All right. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use his holy book. He calls himself a Christian. What are you? I'm a Christian. What are you? None. Uh nothing. Fair enough. Yeah. And, I'm, honestly I'm nothing too, man. But you believe in God. I believe in God. Alright, let's work with what we got. And that's where the book stops. And that's where the book stops. All right, <laughs> where then we're gonna use his book. Fair enough? Yeah. Alright, your book says you die once you get judged, right? Mm-hmm. Alright. How do you think you'll be judged? Um would you consider yourself to be a good person? It's you're not going to be judged on a good person. Hmm. Would you consider yourself to be a good person? I would say I have the desire to be a good person. All right. So, yes. Young man, are you a good person? Absolutely. Brendan? Yeah. All right. How many lies do you think you've told in your lifetime, Brendan? Tons, thousands. Very, very few. But you have. I have. All right. Young man? A lot. Okay. So if I told a lot, a few, tons and tons, what would you call me? What type of person would I be? Begins with... An L, and it rhymes with fire. Liar. All right? right. So you're a liar, and you're a liar, and you're a liar? Yeah. All right. How many things have you stolen in your lifetime, Brendan? Uh, none. Zero? I don't steal. Uh-huh. I don't believe in it. Even from your Christian parents? When you are a kid? From your siblings? Ever go to work late? Uh... Download music? If I I go to work late, I stay late. All right. So you've never stolen anything? Okay, no, wait a minute. I downloaded some music. All right, fair enough. What about you, young man? Stolen anything? Value of the object, irrelevant. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I have. All right, no, man? Definitely. All right, so <laughs> if I did things like that, you'd call me a... Uh, rhymes with thief. Thief. There you go, right? Rhymes with thief. I don't know. I wouldn't want to put you in that category. I would say a thief is someone who continually does it as, you know. How many times do you need to murder somebody before they call you a murderer? Well, that's that's major, right? But, like... Only steal one thing and you're a thief, right? Only tell one lie, you're a liar, right? Lame is a rob. You can reform. I see. (laughs) There's Valjean. All right. Jean Valjean, exactly. Okay, here this gets a little trickier, and you're not going to be able to wiggle out from underneath this one, young man. All right. Today alone, how many times have you looked at a woman and had sexual thoughts about her? Uh, twice. All right. Young man. You mean have I admired the feminine form? Yes. Call it what you like. All right, young man. Couple. Okay, a couple of times. (laughs) So you've lusted in your heart, private thought life, certainly not moral purity. Could I call you an adulterer at heart? Not doing the act, but thinking about it in your head. No. No, you don't think so? That's what Jesus said. If you look with lust, you're an adulterer at heart, right? Yeah, well, I mean... That's what your parents should have told you. Human. An animal. Fair enough. Well, I don't think you're an animal. I think God made you. And you look, you're an adulterer at heart. How many times have you taken God's name in vain? Tons. Young man. Uh, many times, but I don't remember. I don't really believe in him. So That's I right. For uh, emphatic, uh, as in an interjection. I understand whether you believe in him or not. If he exists, that's called blasphemy. 
Okay. Sure. All right. Exists. Come in. Not very many. But you have. Yeah. All right. So here's the summation. I'm I'm, I'm going to act as the uh, the summarizing attorney right now. Right. By your own admission, you are all lying, thieving, uh-huh. blasphemous, adulterers at heart. Right. You stand before God. It is appointed unto man once to die, then judgment, innocent or guilty. Uh, guilty. At a boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's look at his heart. Let's see what he did in that's his life. Let's, we, we just did. We just did. That's all I don't believe in. No, we you just only look asked, into your heart. <laughs> did, no, did you commit some things that are considered sins? Obviously, everyone has. But what good things have you done? So you never should asked be guilty, that. right? But the good doesn't make the bad go away, right? And it doesn't work that way in justice, does it? Are you are you married or do you have siblings? Do you consider your parents? Your parents aren't perfect, but you don't consider them evil people just because they've done some wrong things. All right, hold on. Uh, innocent or guilty? Guilty. All right. So if you're you've broken the laws, at least we can agree you're guilty, correct? I'm guilty of breaking laws, sure. Okay, they're God's no laws. laws. You're, well, mean, God's laws. If he exists, those would be God's if, laws. If everything you say about him is right, then I've broken Fair his enough. laws. Fair enough. Thumbs up on that. All right. So what would happen to you? Would God send you to heaven or would he send you to hell? According to you, <laughs> I might perhaps go to hell. Heaven or hell with you? I'm going to hell if you're right. All righty, dude. Where are you going? I don't believe in... Irrelevant. Yeah. You don't, don't believe in jails. No, it doesn't no, mean you're no. not going. No, just... I think heaven and hell are more of mental states that exist right here on earth. Okay, let's just say there's an eternal dwelling, heaven or hell. Where are you going? Um, You're guilty, remember? It's a lawbreaker. You're going to hell. According to the rules, yeah. According to the rules, where should you go, dude? Definitely hell. You should go to hell. All right. So there we have it. If what I'm saying is true, you three guys are not good people. You're bad people. God judges you. He gives you exactly what you deserve. You're going to hell. All right. You said you know something about the Bible, right? What does the Bible say God has done so you don't have to go to hell? Supposedly, he sent his son in order to die a gruesome death so that I could be forgiven. If that is true, can you think of any act greater than that that would be kinder than that? No, no absolutely not. Okay. Because he didn't, yeah. Some he didn't says, have there's, to? There's no greater, there isn't a greater love because he died for us when we were still his enemies. That is exactly right. Well done, young man. Well done. I don't happen to believe that, though. To me, it's like any, like a... Any parable or story, fable. It's just a story. Very, very, yeah, a yes. story of a hero. All right. Yes. All right. Who's a very admirable hero, to Yes, be indeed. Sure. All right, gentlemen, hold on one second. We've got to do what we do in radio. Sit tight. Study your little, don't you go anywhere, Pizza Hut fella. You study your little dealy bob and your little heaven on earth here. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All righty, I can't wait to get back to this. Let's take a break. This is Retro Radio. Witness what today. This is Retro Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Nancy Pelosi back making headlines. She reportedly, according to her daughter, recently had an exorcism at her home. Why? Well, it was in reference to the attack on her husband, Paul, in October and the subsequent media coverage and questions about what happened. That's weird. Here's a bit of news that might come as a surprise to you because it's not been reported in the mainstream media. Two pro-abortion activists have recently been indicted by a federal grand jury for allegedly vandalizing pro-life pregnancy centers and conspiring, quote, to prevent employees of reproductive health service facilities from providing those services. I'm not saying that's not good news. I'm just saying it took about six months to get here. The persecution of Christians has risen throughout the world. According to the recently published Open Doors World Watch List for 2023, North Korea ranks number one as the country in which the persecution of Christians is the most extreme. 
And within the top 50 countries alone, some 312 million Christians face very high or extreme levels of persecution for their faith. According to Open Doors, somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,620 Christians were killed for their faith last year. 90% of that took place in Nigeria. As we tell you frequently, make sure you continue praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. Those aren't prayers. You can pray too much. Republican Senator Josh Hawley announced today that he was introducing a bill that both sides of the aisle have been considering for quite some time. The bill would implement a nationwide ban on TikTok, which is controlled by Chinese communist interests. Pretty much most politicians and experts have noted that TikTok is a very present danger to the security of the United States. Let's hope this is a successful bipartisan bill. Well, Xbox, or Microsoft, is bragging about being the first carbon-aware console because it's forcing its gamers to power down in order to protect the environment. I promise, I promise, I promise this is something that is not going to go well for them. I'm not a video game player myself, but there are a lot of them, and they're not going to like this. Pope Francis recently spoke out against laws that criminalize homosexuality, calling them unjust by asserting that God loves all of his children regardless of their sexual orientation. Francis said being homosexual is not a crime. And you know, I'm not going to disagree fully with the Pope. It's not a crime against the law of the land, but, and more importantly, it is a crime against God. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 270 AD. A wealthy young man named Antony gives away his possessions and begins life as a hermit. Disciples follow his example, and the first monastic movement began. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. All right, here's where we left the deal, <laughs> guys. You're all, according to your own admission, going to hell because you've broken God's laws. All right? Mm, but By my admission of your admission. All right. <laughs> according well, to your laws. All right. If it's true, you'd be guilty and go to hell. If it's all true. Because you, you've got a definite difference of opinion. The Bible says you're bad, belief. but you think you're good. Well, believe, it's either what we're talking about is either right or wrong. Yeah, that's why I said belief, not, not opinion. It's stronger, it's deeper. Right. And one of us would be wrong. Then. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're wrong. Rock on. Wait a go. Look, do you hear how easily he said that? It just flew right out of his mouth. You're wrong. Did you hear that? It felt good, didn't it? It has to be. We can't both be right. Rock on. You're not a postmodern. You are. Do you realize that? You're a postmodern. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't apply your thinking, though, to that book you're studying. If you just wrote down, hey, this is the answer that I think is right, your professor's going to go, dang, wrong. Right? Yeah. you got to get the answer right. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a right and a wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're wrong about this whole religion business, too. Maybe. All right. So here we go. Okay. Young man. <laughs> yes. You're a Christian, but you're going to hell. Is that correct? Uh, I'm not going to hell. Why not? Because I've been saved. How? I asked Jesus for forgiveness for all my sins that we were talking about, and uh, it's turned the other direction. That would be repentance, right? That's correct. Yeah. What else? <clears throat> uh, have faith. Okay, so repentance and faith. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if this whole shebang is true, if you would do what he did, repent, admit you're not a good person, you're a bad guy, admit that Jesus died for you, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, turn from your sins, apologize, and put your trust in him, all of your sins forgiven, everlasting life. Sounds like a good plan to me, man. What's wrong with it? it sounds awesome. It just happens not to be true. How do you know that? Have you ever spoken to God? 
Have you ever prayed? Yes. Has he ever spoken back? Yes. It's called the Bible. How do you... No, the Bible's a book. Where it's, God says that this is how he speaks to us, through his word. D- he says? Did he tell you that? I trust what the book says. That's okay, right? No, it's not, because if you believe... If I wrote a book it, that said in it, God said this book is true, would you believe it? I would want to verify it. Fair enough. Have you ever verified the Bible? Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's all kinds of ways to do it. It's axiomatic. It's self-attesting. It's absolutely supernatural. How did you, how did you verify it? Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Historically, it's accurate. Archaeologically, it's accurate. There's supernatural miracles attested to by eyewitnesses, not guys who told somebody that this happened. They saw it. And the big one of all is the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is Which, the bottom line issue. Yeah, that, I, was, I was thinking of that. That's, that's the biggest one, right? Because some, some guy did some weird things and then... If he said he was going to rise and then he died and rises, you know, you can't argue with that. But the people who saw him after his death didn't recognize him. Like, he was, he, they didn't recognize him. Oh, they, the Bible says 500 at one time saw him. Uh, saw him, but... And knew it was him. Well, okay, he was walking down... Caused a church was it, to the explode. Road? What was it? I forget where they were road walking to. Road to Emmaus. To, the road to Emmaus, two disciples. Why did they not recognize him? Yeah. If he, if, he, if he looked the same, if it was the same guy, obviously the same guy, they would have been like, oh, hey, it's Jesus. Oh, my goodness, he actually did rise. Yeah. But he walked with them he for did, a long but he, while But he did reveal himself to them, and they knew that it was him. We can quibble over why that happened, but the bottom line in the story is they knew it was the resurrected Lord. They knew it. And he appeared to the disciples. Now, this is good. Let's go down this road for a second, because this is good. Because there's a difference between this story and, say, Allah in Islam. Okay? Muhammad, who didn't do any miracles, because he couldn't, because he was not God, he would tell people what God told him, and they believed him. Here's the difference. Jesus was crucified, killed, and rose from the dead. And the people who wrote about it and started telling others about it were willing to die for it. See, people will be willing to die for a lie because they've been duped, but not an eyewitness, not somebody who saw it. They wouldn't have been hung upside down on a cross for something that they were making up. Somebody would have squealed, but hundreds of them were killed because of what they saw. It's the eyewitness difference that attests to Christianity, and that's the bedrock of our faith because you're right. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're all done. But if he did, eyewitnesses saw it, were willing to die for it, I can put my faith on that. And the whole Bible has one thread through it. Do you know what it is? You tell me. Forgiveness of sins through the shedding of blood. That's the whole thing. How much have you studied the Bible, dude? You know it pretty well. I was brought up. You were brought up in a Christian home. Okay. Catholic, yeah. All right. I spent the time in a a seminary, actually. Oh, good for you. All right. Now, Adam and Eve, right? Naked vegetarians, right? They sinned. They covered themselves up. But God said that's not acceptable. The first animal that was killed was an animal that he could take the skins from to cover up their sin. It's called a type and a shadow. Did you ever remember that term? It's Colossians 2. The Bible is full of types and shadows, fuzzy pictures of the reality which is Jesus. So we got a fuzzy picture right away in the first story, the shedding of blood by God for the covering of sins. Cain and Abel, remember the difference in the sacrifice? One was a blood sacrifice, pleasing to God, vegetables, not pleasing to God. Do you remember the story of Abraham and his son Isaac? Yeah, he ends up sacrificing a goat or a lamb or whatever. Right, fuzzy picture. Remember the sacrifice of, of a son, of in a beloved area, son? near where later Jesus was crucified. Yeah, I understand. Type and shadow. Typology, yeah. See you, dude. All right, pretty interesting, Actually, isn't I it? I do pretty soon, but... All right, we'll wrap yeah. this up. Pretty interesting that that was written 1,500 years before Jesus died. Passover, remember that story? What's that deal about? Passover, right, the the ones who, yeah, sacrifice, sacrifice and eat a lamb. Yeah, the lamb would come and, and live with the family for a couple of weeks. 
then you're protected from the uh, like the wrath. That's right. The oncoming God wrath passed over them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Do you remember the story, the uh, the Day of Atonement, when they would sacrifice a lamb for the forgiveness of sins for the people? The priest would put his hands on the lamb as if to say, "Scapegoat, right? All the right. sins go on the lamb, then the lamb wow. is sent out." Kind of, sins kind of amazing, isn't it? And then Isaiah fifty three, seven hundred years before Jesus was born, talks about a lamb who was sacrificed willingly for the complete forgiveness of sins. 700 years before Jesus died, along comes a guy named John the Baptist who said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then when he celebrated that last Passover, he did the toast that was normally the toast to the Lamb who had been sacrificed that day and said, No more, toast me. This is a memory of me because I'm the Lamb who died for the forgiveness of sins. That's amazing, dude. You can't get guys to agree on stuff like that. It's supernatural. It is. It is. It's, a, it's an awesome story. Like, if it's true, it's, it's amazing. I want to ask awesome. you one question. Yeah. But you asked me, though, how to, how to prove the Bible. I just did. You don't get a story like that from man. It's supernatural. That's not proof, though. Well, I don't know That's what you story. need. It's, but it's Wait, it's let me true. ask you this. It's, all right, dude. So say you're born in uh, uh, Thailand. Timbuktu. Tim, Thailand or yeah. one of these Islamic countries, and all you ever known was... Maybe Islamic religion or Buddhist religion yep. or whatever else. Yep. That's all you ever know. Right. Are you going to hell? You got two questions in there, all right? Uh-huh. I'm going to give you a piece of information. I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, all right? Yeah. Here's my statement to you, Brendan. I think St. Paul, Minnesota is the best city in the whole world. And you might say to me, you're just saying that because that's where you grew up. Right. And I would say to you, you're correct. I might be saying it for that reason, but it still raises the question. Is St. Paul, Minnesota the best city in the world to live in? So it doesn't matter why I happen to believe it. The question is, is it true? Jesus claimed to be the way, the truth, the life. But, I mean, why I believe it is irrelevant. The question is, is it true? According to your religion, what, half the world population is going Probably to more. Because Jesus said, broad is the road that leads to destruction. And you know why? Because they've got enough light. They've got a conscience to know they've sinned. They've got a creation that attests that there is a God. It speaks to them every single day. And Romans 1 says they know the true God in their brain. Right. God's given you an inner light, but you suppress the truth in unrighteousness because you'd rather live your life autonomously, sinning, doing whatever you want to, than submit to God. So they suppress the truth in unrighteousness, and God gives them exactly what they deserve for their lawbreaking. So how do you know they're wrong and you're right? I'm just I'm giving you all the reasons I got. You never will. Oh, well, because you don't want to. You you never will. You never will know whether you're right or wrong until you die. I know it, but I'm trying to reason with you. No. The mere fact that I uh, I accept and believe the existence of God doesn't mean that I accept and believe all forms of religion. Yeah, but that that's 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 God would have to be psychotic all, to be all, all religions. All, most forms of religion teach and practice. Do you think the all same, those gods are omnipotent and omniscient? Most most forms of religion teach and practice the same fundamentals. Oh, they don't, dude. They have different names for oh, their prophets. Oh no, 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 names for their no, prophets, not even, not even different close. Different rituals. You know this, my different Catholic friend. Hinduism, Buddhism, Mormonism—they're not this those even are all close. Extremely different, yeah. They're, they're not even the same. Dude, you just figure... All I can do, Brennan, is, is is beg you, please, don't say that Christianity is like everything else and satisfy yourself by going, it just doesn't matter because it's all belief anyway. Make a decision about Jesus. He's either right or he's wrong or he's a nut. But don't just go, it doesn't matter because it does if it's true. So it's better for you to say, I think Jesus was wrong. I think Christianity is a hoax. But don't say it doesn't matter because it does if it's right. Fair enough? No. All right. It's not. Well, you're gonna mud- then you're going to be muddling around in porridge, man. You just, you're, oh. you're living in a land of gray. you got to make a call on Jesus. No, I mean, your whole arguments are biased. There's no way. Okay, but are no they way. right? No, they're biased. Of course they're biased. So what? So you can't argue with a biased argument. Yes, you can. It could be wrong. And if you give reasons for his reasons, 
against his counter arguments. Are we on the same? Are you a Christian now? Did something happen while I wasn't looking? I agree with your objectivity. <laughs> Goodbye. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. See ya. All right. So, dude, you studied all of this stuff, but here's but this is always the rub. All right. And by the way, there's a big difference between Catholicism and Christianity. You know that, right? If by Christianity you mean following Christ, Jesus Christ, it's the same Jesus Christ that Catholics but, and non-Catholic Christians But about Christians forgiveness, follow. there's a big difference. Do you know the difference between imputed and infused righteousness? <laughs> no, I haven't heard here's, those. Here's the difference. Those two, but... Um, okay. Imputed means this. It means that you, if you repent and put your trust in Jesus, God, even though you're a sinner, will see you as perfect. Jesus' goodness will be credited to your account. A legal transaction, Romans 3. He will see you as righteous, not just not guilty, as righteous because of what Jesus did. You will be justified, a one-time act declared in heaven for you. And then you begin the process of sanctification, growing in holiness, never perfect until you get to heaven, and Jesus changes you, 1 Corinthians 15. Right. Roman Catholicism teaches you get infused with his righteousness, you work it out, and hopefully you're perfect when you die, and if you are, you go to heaven. If you're not, off to purgatory with you. One is a work-based religion. What I'm sharing with you is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. By grace, you can be saved through faith as a gift of God, not of works, so you can't boast. Hold on one second, all right, dude? Don't go anywhere. Ponder it. All right. We are at Georgia Tech. It is a Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. Well, here's something you'll almost never hear a talk radio show host say. Don't be like me. That's right. A talk show host saying, don't be like me. Why? Because we dilly-dallied regarding MediShare. We learned about affordable biblical health sharing, an alternative to traditional health insurance, which saves on average $500 per month per family. And we thought, well, eh. And the next thing you know, over 24 months went by before we got serious about investigating MediShare. We did. It passed the Friel family sniff test, and we are very happy that we are members and only a lament that we hadn't done it sooner. So please, don't be like me. Check out MediShare for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. Call now. 1-844-34-BIBLE. Transformed, the podcast with Dr. Greg Gifford is already a hit with literally thousands of listeners and subscribers in the first two weeks of its existence. If you haven't heard the Transform podcast just yet, here is what you've been missing. How do we change? Our focus has to stay on Christ and not the sin that so easily entangles us. New episodes drop every Saturday morning with Dr. Gifford tackling issues we all encounter, but he uses only the Bible as the sap. Transformed in all of our resources are only possible because of the generosity of our gospel partners. If you're not already a gospel partner, I would encourage you head over to wretched.org slash donate right now and get the answers that you're likely looking for on what it means to be a wretched gospel partner. That's wretched.org slash donate and check out the Transformed Podcast, transformed.org slash podcast or anywhere podcasts are heard. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry, but also it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now Tomorrow Clubs Romania 
has 106 love. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe, and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called a fragrant offering. In the Old Testament, God required burnt offerings of meat and incense as a pleasing aroma. These sacrifices foreshadowed Jesus, the perfect offering that takes away the sins of the world. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Which came first, the ugly feet or the Bible verse? This is Witness Wednesday, and it's Wretched Radio at Georgia Tech. Just finished up a conversation with a young former Catholic. He was studying to be a priest, didn't understand that we are depraved sinners. He didn't understand the good news of the gospel. Don't forget, there is still a big difference between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism. The Roman Catholicism, Catholic, I guess would be the right word, system says that you get infused with the righteousness of Jesus and then you work your way unto perfection or maintain perfection or do things to wipe out your sins as you go. That is a work-righteous system. That's not what the Bible says. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that nobody can boast. That's the good news of the gospel. It is a grace-based system. Want to get to a kid you haven't heard from this young man. We actually interviewed him earlier today for the TV show. I want you to hear from Mark the German. Hey, dude, I talked to you a while ago about the law and the gospel, right? Okay. Tell me honestly, since you and I talked... Did you even think about it at all? I did. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And what did you think? Well, I mean, I was just thinking about what you said. So, I mean, doing my little homework assignment you gave me. Huh? And, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. Right. Right. Um, still don't know if I'm church-going type, but, but I mean, it, it, it does make sense. Yeah. Would you agree... If I had to ask you, would you consider yourself to be a wretched man? Do you think you are? No. Yeah. So you don't agree with that part? I don't agree with that part. Right. Do you agree that Jesus died on a cross? I do agree. And rose from the dead? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. If that's true, that's supernatural, mm-hmm. proving that he is God and that his sacrifice was sufficient for sins. Okay. Okay. If you're not a sinner who needs saving, then why did he die on a cross? Good, good point. Right? Yeah. Furthermore, just another challenge for you, my 3.72 GPA. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your degree? Uh, I'm you're an engineer sort, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going to take it back to Germany, right? Yeah. Probably go back for my master's. Eeks. And you're going to take that technology so that Germany can rule the world, aren't you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just in the blood. Yeah. Okay. So if Jesus is God, if he claims to be, if he is who he claims to be, okay. he says you're a wretched sinner. Right. So now we got a little problem here. 
either he's right or, or you're I'm right. 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 Yeah. right. So what do you suppose would need to happen for you to agree you're a wretched man? Believe the Bible. Yeah. Believe. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, that could, that could be, I think, in there. But maybe a little more self-exploration. Self-exploration. Well, a little bit more thinking about how you've lived your life. Okay, let's just say that God exists and he's done everything for you. Okay. That can of soda you got in your hand, God he, provided it. Your it. sweatshirt, God, air, everything came from God. Uh-huh. Right? Don't you think that he's been kind to you? Yeah. Have you ever thanked him for anything? Nah. Imagine a dog okay. that you feed, you take care of, mm-hmm. you shelter, mm-hmm. you make sure his dish is full, yeah. you get him plenty of exercise, little kibble treats. Huh? Sure. And every time you go to stick your hand on a pet him, he bites your hand. Sounds like my dog. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> he got hit in the head, though. Sorry. He got hit in the head? Yeah, when I found him, broken leg, 15 places. Yikes! Head bended in. Well, so that was a kind thing to do. All right, imagine, right imagine a dog who is about his senses, and all he did is snap at you mm-hmm. and do even more foul, you know, do what dogs do in the middle of your carpet. Yeah. You know, all the nasty things that dogs Dirty are capable things, yeah. of doing. Yeah. Huh. How would you feel about that hound? Well, I mean, wouldn't be too happy with it, but... Yeah. Angry. It's, yeah, angry. But it'd still be my pet. Annoyed. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree with that either, right? Okay. What would that dog deserve from you? Kindness? Yeah. I would think show it more kindness. It'll either eventually uh, become kind or... Right. Well, we'll work with your answer. Okay. God has shown you kindness upon kindness. Okay. And you bit his hand every single minute that you fail to say, thanks, God. Okay. You didn't buy your head for a meal. Probably didn't stop to say thanks for the soda. The air that you're breathing today is his. Mm-hmm. You're stealing it with every gulp you take and not thanking him for it. Mm-hmm. Think about things like that. And instead of praising him for his kindness, been kind of maybe uh, dispassionate or maybe even aggressively anti-God. Okay. Think about thoughts like that. And that brings you to the place where you start to realize, you know what? I have really been a rebel. Mm-hmm. I have not been good at all. And when you start to explore your life like that, you start to realize how um, not good you've been toward a very good God. That's what you should think about. All okay. right. I will uh, I'll give you like eight minutes to do that, and I'll be back. Oh, you're right. back? Bye-bye. I got to I gotta leave here soon. So. Okay. Five minutes. Five minutes. All right. All right. That's fine. Okay. Think about those things. All right. Homework. You got more homework. Okay. Now, I happen to be sitting here at Georgia Tech. Okay. Sitting meaning... I'm walking around, but I wasn't, I wasn't inaccurate, was I? Because you understood what I was talking about. Don't forget that when it comes to interpreting the scripture, the Bible uses the language of the day too. It's, it, truth in the Bible is the intention of the author and the expectation of the hearer. Okay, that diversion aside, I'm standing here at the center of Georgia Tech where there's this little Areopagus area, people laying out in the sun, doing their school thing here at Georgia Tech. And earlier you heard me talking to Mark, the young man from Germany. I had a chance to witness to him. Had a had a chance. By the way, you will see him if you go to Wretched TV. You'll see him on TV. N- nice, nice young fellow studying. Never heard any of this stuff. Any of it. Here he is in the Bible Belt. He's been going to school for four years, and he's never heard this. 
shame, shame on the Bible Belt. And you just heard me say, here's, here's, here's the secret, Mark. You've got you to gotta come to the conclusion that you're a wretched sinner, and then the cross suddenly is good news. Now, okay, let's be honest. This is kind of forced. I'm giving him a little timeline to think about his sins. For the, I basically have apparently just given the Holy Spirit like four minutes to work on this, kid. But let's just see if we can learn anything. And if nothing else, it just gives me a chance to talk to the young man once more and see what's going on in his head as he's sitting here in the sun thinking. All right, dude, you're on your way to class. This is my last visit. All right. All right. Are you or are you not a wretched man? By your definition? Yeah. All right. But the question is, do you agree? I do not. Okay. So we're stuck in the same spot. Same spot. All right. Fair enough. Because you will never rightly become a Christian until you agree with that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah you, oh, good for you. You're good. You, you know, I like you, dude. Thanks for the chat. Goodbye. All right. See Thank you. you. All right. Goodbye. Okay. That, uh, you're, way to go, dude. You are smart. He's absolutely, he got it immediately. I can see that. Because if God is going to be glorified for his goodness then we need to get to the place where we recognize that we need it completely, totally, and desperately. And until then, it's just a little tack on, little addition. It's a little extra. You've got that little God-shaped hole in your heart. In fact, I got to tell you, I, I, I won't tell you which one because a lot of the contents of it were absolutely amazing. It was <laughs> just to give you a hint. We actually talked about it not too long ago. But that aside, it was a tremendous, really brilliant article. And yet inside of it, one of its arguments against atheists was basically, hey, what have you got to lose? What is, doesn't hurt any. We've, hey, I'll still lead a more moral life than you, and chances are pretty good better things are going to happen to me anyway. And I just went, ah, no, not Pascal's wager. That's dreadful. Can you imagine? Can you? I mean, how would you feel if somebody just tried you and gave it a go as if you were the life enhancement plan? That is not what you would desire, and neither does God. He shouldn't be presented as the better option for things, or your life will get better, and certainly not, what do you have to lose? I mean, can, just not to completely satirize it, but why not? Okay, here's, here's, here's the try Jesus, because what do you have to lose guy? Coming before God, certainly not on his knees in humility, in prayer, seeking mercy from him. Okay, so uh, Jesus, I, uh, I mean, I guess you could exist, I guess, and uh, not really sure, but hey, I'll, uh, I guess I'm in, and we'll just see how things go, and I really, here's the way I see it, Jesus. I really don't have anything to lose with you. So, hey, as long as you don't make my life worse, maybe you make it better. This thing should probably work out okay for a season. Okay, number one, can you imagine? Yeah, he died for us so that we could come to him with that attitude. He did that amazing act of kindness so we could be blasé about it. And second of all, can you imagine that person even desiring to talk to him, serve him, worship him, and praise him? When he's using him as like a rental car to see if he makes his trip better, instead, God is the just judge. Here's the law. You've broken it. God is kind. He died to save you. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Now you must repent and put your trust in him, and you'll know it. 
And whether life is good or not, you won't care because your sins will be forgiven and you'll be restored to a right relationship with him. That's the message of the gospel. I hope you've responded in repentance and faith. If not, today is the day of salvation. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.